Welcome to the Five Star Life Show, your home for content related to education, parenting, and changing wrong mindsets so you can live a five-star life. I'm your host, Coach Seth. Let's do this. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in studio by the one and only Coach Mia. Thank you. And we are back in the studio. How fun. Back in the studio. We took a little hiatus uh, for break, but we're back and we've got a great show. If you're just tuning in uh, and you're new to Five Star Life, we really want to encourage you to go to fivestarlife.org, our website, check it out. Uh, Learn about the mission of Five Star Life. We're on a mission to change the face of culture, of sports, of education, And it all starts by when you reach into the core of a person's being, into their mindset, that's what really impacts the trajectory of our life. And that's that's what our mission's about. So for the last 18 years, we've worked with tens of thousands of kids, and we're growing not only here in our local community, but across the country. And uh, so check that out. But I I, want to jump right in because, Mia, we've got a special guest in studio with us. We have Elvis, one of our former Five Star Life students in the house. Elvis, welcome to Five Star Life Radio. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So, uh, Elvis, we go way back. Yeah. Uh, like, we, we go back. Five Star Life has been in operation for 18 years. Uh, you were in Five Star back in... When did you start Five Star? Back in about fifth grade. That's when I first started at Munger Elementary. Fifth grade at Munger. Yeah. Holy cow. And um, so you're, how old are you now? I'm 27 now. 27. Gosh. So we're talking fifth graders are 11. Right, right. right? <laughs> <laughs> so we go back a ways. Yeah, very We right. got history. Um, and so I remember meeting you and your sister. And do you can you remember, I mean, this is a long time ago, but why did you join Five Star in the first place? Can you remember why you joined it back in the day? So I joined it only because at the time my mom had put us in um it was a church after school church school thing, and we kind of me and BB didn't really want to do it. So then five star came up as an option, so we ended up doing five star, but we ended up sticking with five star because we liked it. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. So that was like fifth and sixth grade. Yeah. Yep. And then you continued in middle school too. Yeah, we did middle school for both seventh and eighth grade, and then we did in freshman. Yeah. yeah. You came back as a high school leader. Wow. Yeah. So we had you for at least five years. Yeah, solid five years. <laughs> <laughs> and which, which middle school? Uh, Piermaran. Okay. Yep. So Piermaran Middle School. So you got into it because we were better than the other after school program, <laughs> program basically. <laughs> so, 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 uh, but, but you stayed, like, you, your mom, she needed somebody to, to watch you guys, basically. Right, right. Right. So, why did you stick with it, and why did you sign up in middle school? Well, because in fifth and sixth grade, when we did, you know, different things, and we started to more, uh, we started to really like it a lot more, and then uh, versus more than just switching over to the new club, um, and then just the fundamentals of what Five Star was, and all the things that we learned throughout the years, um, all the coaches that were there, uh, the, how well they mentored all of us, it was just one of those things that we just decided to stay. 
<laughs> I love it. So I, I run into, well, actually, I get a call from uh, Elvis uh, a month ago. Yeah. And Elvis has been one of those students that just every once in a while circles back, touches base, and keeps me posted on what's going on, which I love it. So all you five star life students out there that, you know, you're like, ah, Coach Seth wouldn't remember me, or it's been so many years. Like, I remember all of you. Um, I, I really do. Um, and I love it when I'm at the mall or at the grocery store or wherever, or when somebody just calls. I love that. So Elvis, thank you for reaching out. Yeah, no problem. Um, talk a little bit why you're reaching out though. It was just, I came across five star. Um, I was going to Michigan with a buddy and um, the sign that was up in Michigan on union. Yeah. So that, that billboard outside yeah. of summit or 350 yeah. acre right. uh, yep. facility. And we were passing it, and then it just brought me back memories when I was looking at the sign, and then I decided to reach out. Ah, I love it. I love it. And, of course, what I do is I start asking questions like, man, it is so good to hear your voice. <laughs> right. Because uh, on my phone, uh, which is amazing, like you, your, your name, Elvis, came up. Right. And I was like, Elvis? He's like, Yep. I'm like, is this like the Elvis? Because there's, a, I don't know many Elvises. Like, Mia, how many Elvises do you know? I don't. I know one. <laughs> He's sitting right next to me. So I was me. like, this is Elvis? Oh, my goodness. It's great to hear your voice. And uh, anyways, it was great. But talk to me a little bit um, because we, I started asking questions like, okay, talk to me about how life is. You know, right. thanks for reaching out. But what are you doing? How is life? Uh, life's been great. Um, I started a business here in Elkhart. Um called exclusive customs well at the time was exclusive detailing um i detailed for a couple years um i started posting a lot on social media around 20 i think 17 18 i started kind of posting a lot more than i normally was and then um 2019 i kind of just went full out and i was like you know i do this this and this and then um exclusive customs came about around 2019 uh, with one of my buddies, his name is Ramiro Martinez. Um, we started doing different things here and there. Um, a lot of people were engaging with us, so then we decided to change the name from Exclusive Detailing to Exclusive Customs, just because we do a variety of things there now. And um, more than they, more than detailing, more than just detailing now. Yeah, yeah. yep. So that's what how we came about with the business. But other than that, I think life's been good. Uh, it's been treating me well. Um, I have a 10-year-old, 9-year-old boy, going to be 10-year-old in June. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Um, he's a good kid, good, healthy kid. So, And you're a dad. Yeah. So you're a dad, you're a business owner. Um, I mean, th this is what I would call a five-star life, right? Right. So, so, so there are so many people that they, they just lose sight of, their goals, their dreams of, of thinking about, like they can't even think about, man, I, I'm going to do going to business for myself. Right, right. What, what, how did you get there and what help, helped you down that path? So back, I think it was in 2016, I had a, a work-related injury. And um, I was detailing before that, but then I got injured at a job site and um, I had to had two hand surgeries. Um, during that time when I was recovering, I was still detailing with one hand. Oh my gosh. Um, but that's kind of what, what brought that spark in me. So I'm like, well, if I can do this one handed, you know, 
I know I can, I'm, you know, my potential's there, and I can do a lot more than just detailing or whatever the case is. So I just decided just to pursue it and to where I am now. I love it. So I, I literally, just as you were talking, I had a flashback, and I remember, like, you, BB, your sister, Karen Lopez. I remember being in, in that classroom at Munger Elementary talking about vision, talking about dreaming, yeah. talking about where you want to go. Yep. And it, it's just so fun to hear, like, talking about, like, dream about what do you want to do? Do you want to go into business? Do you want to go into education? Do you want to go into the medical field? Right. Like, you want to go into, what do you want to do? I remember having those conversations. So it's just so fun to sit here and, and see you moving towards that. Right, right. But right now, you are hustling. Yeah. Because you're working a, 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 like a day a, job. A day job. Yeah, from, I work a day job from 5 to about 11. And then from 11 to 4 or sometimes whatever project we're on, about 5. Just about every day. So 5 a.m., you're on the clock. Yep. Working till 11 or 12. And then yep. you shift over to your to a difference. your business. Yep. And you work that. Right. Just in time to get out, get your son, yep. give him some dinner, get some sleep, and then get up and do it again. Yeah, every day. Man, I love it. Taking responsibility. Um, Elvis, what, um, you know, it's it's fun because we talk about <clears throat> dreaming and starting businesses and entrepreneurship and all these things in right. Five Star Life. Um, what has been uh, the biggest learning uh challenge or thing that you'd be like, man, this is not, this is not how you picture it when you listen to the podcast or mm. like for me, this has been my challenge or the thing that I've had to learn to overcome. Um, I think it's really been publicly speaking. I, I mean, given that I spoke, I speak to numerous people a day. Um, it's always been one of those things where I was like, I don't know if I'm good enough to really go out there and do that or I'm really good enough to post my work there or it was one of those things I was always over overthinker. So to overcome that just put me on a different platform to where, you know, be here talking to you guys right now. I love it. Kudos to you. There are so many people that just do not take the step that is in their heart that they Deep down, they, they want to pursue, but it's that fear of stepping out in failure, right? Right. Um, but but you, you've taken those steps. I love it. Okay. We got to take a quick commercial break. We'll come back with more here on Five Slash. Did you know that you can bring the values, lessons, and mindsets Coach Seth discusses on the Five Star Life podcast to your local community? Schools are searching for programs and content that work. Just a simple introduction to your teacher or principal could be a game changer in your community. Inquire at fivestarlife.org and someone from our team will be in touch. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I am joined in studio with the one and only co-host, co-host Coach Mia. <laughs> Thanks, <a> Seth. <laughs> and we've got a special guest in the house. Uh, we, we have a former Five Star Life student. So if, if you just stumbled across the show, like we've been exist, we've been in existence for 18 years and I met Elvis about 15 years ago. So we go way back. Uh, Elvis, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you. So we, we know in the former segment, we were talking about just you as a person and the, the amount of growth going from working a day job 
and making money, which it's a huge win. Right. Like just working a job, that's a win in life. Like you're successful, you're paying your bills, you're taking care of your business. That's good. But what made you want to own your own business? So it started from being a hobby, what I did, but then it just turned into a business. Like I'm not sure how I really got there, but just the amount of people, you know, messaging us and messaging me or my, you know, my partner um, that, like I said, one day I was just like, okay, well, maybe this might just be a business. And then it, it's nice just having to go to the business and not having to, like, worry about, I guess, having a boss because you are your own boss. Mm -hmm. So you just go in there, do your thing, and then finish for the day. Yeah, and, and that, you know, the thing about being your own boss is – when you're not, when you don't have to work, right? You're working. Yeah, that's what entrepreneurs do. That's the difference, right? Yeah, yeah. That's how you become your own boss. Yeah, because you don't need anybody to be your boss. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you you started this business because you liked clean cars, right? And then other people saw your clean car and saw what you could do. Yeah. Like, hey, can you help me with this? Yep. And that's just it, it was just, off and I guess interacting just interacting with people was was kind of cool. And then the finished product, and then really seeing their reaction when they came to pick up their stuff, their, their vehicles or whatever project it was, was, was the best part really. Okay. Just seeing the reactions. See, you captured what every successful business person tries to explain to everybody else that's thinking about going to business. It's not necessarily all about money. No, I think that's just a plus. It's about purpose and you're adding, you're serving other people. Yeah. You're helping other people. To get paid to help other people. Right, right. Which is cool. I love it. All right. Elvis, uh, me, you got a I question? I do have a question. Yeah. So when we met at your shop, yeah. I think you said that you also, like, you were detailing, but then you started to, like, do things to your car, and then people saw what you were doing. Yeah, so um, back when in teenage years, I was, uh, well, we had got my first car, and then I was doing things to it. And then I would post it here and there. And then sometimes people would be like, oh, hey, could you do that to my car? And then I was like, yeah. Then it just kept going on and on and on until uh, we started really, like, expanding all the things that we do. Um, and then it just went from there. Can, can Tell us what you do. So at Exclusive Customs, we do um, window films, window tint, um, vinyl wraps, paint corrections, ceramic coatings. Um, interior, exterior cleaning, um, just about anything that could change your car cosmetically, we try to do. But you were also sharing, it's not just cars. You do walls. You can do applications on walls. Yeah, we do wall murals as well or uh, door vinyl installations as well. Okay. Because you're very humble. You're like, oh, we just do this. But you, you do some impressive things. <laughs> thank you're, you. Thank you. It was fun to go over there. It is impressive. Yeah. It looks great. Yeah. It's really well done. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And you got a great shop. Where's your shop at? So we're located at 110 South Elkhart Avenue, Elkhart, Indiana. Right downtown Elkhart. Developing Elkhart. Yep. Downtown Elkhart. Like basically if you're driving on Jackson, leaving the downtown area, headed towards the new like uh, Beacon, towards the new Martins. He's right between the Beacon and the Martins. Correct. On yep. the south side. Right in the corner. Right in the corner. It's you great, won't miss it. Great, great yeah, it spot. it is a great location. Um, Elvis, uh, one of the things you told me on the phone uh, when you called 
last month is you 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 said, man, there's still some things from Five Star that have helped. They've always stayed with me. Yeah, like they they've actually shaped my character, which is a big part of why I am who I am today. Right. Talk about that a little bit. Just integrity was one of the main, you know, having really good integrity. Um, I don't like to ever shortcut. Um, I'm really transparent with everybody. Um, I just like to give the best of, you know, my abilities to whoever it is. And then, um, especially when it comes to the business, um, like I said, I try to be as best of customer service I can be and, you know, explain to whoever it is the process of what we're going to be doing to their, you know, to their stuff and just really being out there. So if you can turn back the clock and remember your 12 or 13 year old self, like in five star, you latched on to, it's one of our core values, obviously, yeah, yeah. you know, integrity, um, who you are when nobody's looking the real you. Yep. Why did, why was that the one that you gravitated towards then? Because, um, so really is when, I guess when they don't, when clients bring me their cars, they don't know what's behind closed doors. So being the shop, um, and they putting all of their trust into us to give them the best that we can. So for me to be in the shop and them not knowing what's going on and then give presenting to them, you know, their finished product and, you know, giving them that wow factor. I think that's where integrity really comes into me where I'm like, okay, well, I'm back here. They don't know what I'm doing, but once I'm done, they'll know what I was doing. Yeah. Absolutely. Let me re-ask it because that, cause that, that makes 100% sense. As a consumer, whether I need a plumber, an electrician, somebody to detail my car, change my tires, it's like you just don't want to get ripped off. Right, right. <laughs> you just want people to treat you right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So integrity is, in today's culture, it's everything. everything. Yes. It's why your business is going to grow. Right. Because the people that you serve are going to share because anytime somebody does something good to me, I'm like, you got to go to this person. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. So your business is going to take off and grow. There's no question. Like, it's going to be a t- come a full-time thing. Yeah, hopefully. That's the plan. It, it absolutely is. Especially now that you're willing to come to the mic. Yeah. <laughs> right? And you're, yeah. you're going to promote it. Right. But I want to rephrase this because I want to try to tap into back when you were in, you know, middle school. And maybe this is a tough one because maybe I'm, I'm turned back the clock mm-hmm. too far. But when you think about, like, why back then? Why, why did that at 12 or 13, why do you think integrity resonated within you back then? It was like, hmm, I need to latch onto this. I'm not too sure on that one. To be honest <laughs> with you. It just did. It just did. Yeah. It just stuck. That one, that, just, that one just really stuck with me. Yeah. Because I, I know there was other values in the five star, but that one is just the main one that really just stuck to me. Yeah. I'm not sure. It just all these years came along. You just you just put that in like I'm gonna live by this one. Yep, and I did. It's the power of five star. It is. When you think about your time in five star, um, what are some of the the things at the top that come to mind when you? I mean, again, this is this is twelve to fifteen years ago. Um, what are some of those things that come to mind off the top of your head? I'm just curious. I always ask kids this. What do you remember? Because that's oh, a long time ago. Being in the at the Pimeran in the cafeteria mm-hmm. and just. I don't know, just having fun in there, being up, just being goofs, <laughs> <laughs> or or going to play dodgeball or 
going out to Summit and doing the camp there. I remember we stayed there too. Um, what was it, two nights? Yeah. Yeah, that was really fun too. Mm-hmm. So you remember the overnight, the summer camp, and just the fun. You just remember the fun. fun? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Being a kid. Be, being a kid. Yeah. Man, that's refreshing to hear. I love that. Mm-hmm. There's so many kids today that don't really get that opportunity to be kids. No, they don't. Mm. All right. Uh, Elvis, thank you so much for joining us. No, thank you um, for having me. Good luck in your business. You're going to continue to knock out of the park. And thank you for giving us your time to join us on air. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. Elvis, how can we find you for your business? How can people find you? So you can find us on Facebook at Exclusive Customs or on Instagram, Exclusive Customs as well. Okay. And then on TikTok, um, you can find us on TikTok as well at Exclusive Customs. Awesome. Last question. What would you say to parents out there that are thinking about getting their kid involved in a five-star program this summer or something involved uh, in our curriculum or whatever we teach? What would you tell parents out there? I think it's a great idea. I think they should um, get the kids more engaged. Uh, I think we live in a society where more of the kids are really hooked on, you know, telephones and tablets and rather just being indoor and just being on that, on devices. Um, I think it's a great idea to just have them out, enjoy, enjoy their time. Let them be kids. Well said. All right. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. Five Star Life is a not-for-profit organization dedicated to changing the face of culture by changing kids' mindsets. Since 2005, we've impacted hundreds of thousands of lives thanks to the generous support of individuals, small businesses, corporations, and foundations. Are you interested in helping Five Star Life grow into all 50 states? With your donation or introduction, you can help bring Five Star Life to your community, school, and state. Go to fivestarlife.org and send us an email today. That's F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R-L-I-F-E dot O-R-G. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in studio with Coach Mia and, and Coach Brandon or Producer Brandon. Yeah, I'm no longer muted. Oh, back nice. In. He's back we in action. In. Yes. <laughs> Just for the record, he opted out of the segment with Elvis. Um, and so, but we are back. Uh, I'd like to take a few minutes again. If you just tuned into this, um, this show, thank you for joining us. Go to our website and check it out. It's fivestarlife.org. And we are transforming the lives of tens of thousands of kids. And Brandon and I had the opportunity to go uh, on some school visits. This is a fun time of year for us. We uh, went to Florida and visited a handful of schools that were in down there. We've been in there for three or four, four years now. And um, it was it was fun, Brandon. I'm just curious. Uh, this is your first kind of school tour um, site visit season, and we hit four or five schools there. And then we were down in India at Beach Grove Middle School. Uh, g- give me give me your feedback. Me and me and I your feedback. Okay. Um, so I mean, first day. So first day we we start at probably eight a.m. nine a.m. Go to an elementary school and. Those kids couldn't be more excited to see Coach Seth. And the the biggest takeaway, and I said this when like we got in the car, was I've never seen so many kids hug Coach Seth. Aww. And like they were the sweetest kids, and you could tell that they had been watching the curriculum and that the they had been engaged in the curriculum. So that was like the first part. It was like we got to this 
middle school in rural Florida and you just felt the love from all these kids. Uh, like we let them up on stage and you were taking class pictures with all of them and every single one of them was like, Hey, can I get a, can I get a hug? Can I get a hug? <laughs> like I, have, I was taking pictures and I was like, I have more hu- pictures of kids <laughs> hugging stuff. Than anything. It, it was, I was, uh, taken off guard by that because mm-hmm. um, we we are a K, like our curriculum is now K through 12, but for years it was middle school and up. And so it, one of our local school partners really encouraged us. They said, they said, listen, can you, can you please create curriculum for elementary school kids? And so we're like, well, we, we need help. Can you help us? And they said, yeah, we'll help you with this. So we launched it. And it, so, so this has been a lot of fun to watch it impact you know, elementary school kids. And so these site visits have been a blast, but the, we added a new twist to it. We did this thing called a conversation with Coach Seth where it's basically an assembly. We don't really like to do school assemblies because they're one-hit wonders, and we're all about the process and about transforming lives over time, like a lot of touches. But these kids have been watching me for months, so they when I walk in, they feel like they know, like they know me. Like, hey, that's Coach Seth. Like... And so, but the shocking thing with elementary school kids is, is the hugs. They don't want to fist bump your high five you. <laughs> like middle school, high school kids are like, they want to fist bump, you know, yeah. high five, a selfie. These kids just want to, they want to give you a hug. Aww, I love <laughs> that. I'm a hugger. I, love I learned it. so, like, it was, I think I grew more than the kids did from that experience. So I was like, to be a kid, like to be childlike and just to like, just willingly give somebody a hug, just walk up and put your arm around them all these kids were doing them like, this is beautiful. Like what, what is wrong with us as adults that we, we become cold or we're worried about touching and we know it's so interesting. I, I really thought about that a lot because these kids are just, it's the way they're, it's the way they are. (laughs) That was cool. And then like a brace us all the time, but like those kids at that age surprise us all the time with just the stuff they came up with. So we did that conversation with coach Seth and you and I were both worried because the first conversation with Coach Seth whoever did was with middle school and high schoolers. And I was like, I don't know what we're going to do with uh, first through fifth graders and how it's going to go. What, like, are they going to ask high level? <laughs> are they going to be able to handle high level questions? Where, where are we at with that? Because uh, my background's middle school and anything below middle school, I'm, I'm unsure about. But I'm not going to lie, Brandon. I was sweating. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... I've worked with kids for most of my life. So kids don't make me sweat. sweat. I don't get nervous. I don't get nervous when I'm in front of them individually or in a group or on stage or anything like that. But the elementary kids, I was concerned about being on stage for 45 minutes in front of a group of elementary school kids. And keeping them engaged. And keeping them engaged. I was like, oh man, what what have I said yes to? (laughs) And we, we, I mean, so we had a little conversation the day before we left for Florida and I was like, I just want to make sure you're ready for this because I don't know how this is going to go because we haven't done it with elementary kids. And we had a conversation with Keenan, who has experience with um, elementary and came up with a few little just like brain breaks. And it was perfect. Like those kids couldn't have been more engaged. But the more surprising thing maybe was just when you open it up to the crowd of kids for questions the questions that some of those third graders had, those second graders had, that was what was like, wow. And you didn't have to, they came willingly to ask the question. You didn't have to no, yeah. pull up there or nothing. 
Uh, Seth couldn't answer enough questions. Wow. Like, there were probably kids that didn't get to ask Seth a question. That's impressive. There was always a bunch of hands in the air and I had to pick. Mm. And, and you're like waiting for just the simple, you know, like, yeah. what's your favorite color? You know, <laughs> kind of cereal. Do yeah. You like? do, you, do you like, do you like watermelon? <laughs> you know, that type of stuff. No, they were like asking for advice. Yeah. The, there, there were kids that asked, um, you know, what do you do when you don't like yourself? How do you handle when, when people don't accept you? Like they're asking these core things that, as adults, we know these are the things that if you can help them with, which that's what our curriculum is doing, right? There's lessons around all these things. If they can figure that out, it's going to help shape them in a healthy way. If they don't get the correct answers answers to these things, they will find coping mechanisms that may be healthy, that may not be healthy. Mm-hmm. And it will really shape their personality, their identity, and, and will will be the reflection of the value they see in themselves. And so you, you could feel, I don't know, Brandon, if you can feel, I, I feel this when I'm in front of kids and they're asking these questions and then you're, you're giving them solutions. You can see them just almost absorb it like, a, like they're putting on a, a cloak or they're mm-hmm. wrapping a blanket around. Like you can see like, mm, okay, right? And, and then I'll often just say, okay, did that make sense? right? Was that a good answer? Like, does that make sense or do we need to go deeper? Does anybody else have a follow-up? Like, I get that, but what about this coach, Seth? Mm -hmm. And so it becomes this community forum with hundreds of kids. We're having this roundtable discussion. It's really unique. What's interesting at that age too, though, they're they're just so vulnerable. And the questions that they ask, you know, as you get older, they kind of hold back on those questions unless somebody else like maybe says it, then they'll think about it. But did you feel that way? Yeah, you know what? It's interesting because I would say that the younger kids and then the older kids were the most vulnerable. Wow. And mm-hmm. then some of the kids in the middle where you're still, and there's a lot of research around this, like sixth, seventh, eighth grade, maybe ninth grade, somewhere between sixth and 10th grade, the, that's the least vulnerable phase of, of, of a person's life. And those four or five years really have a massive influence on shaping whether you're going to be a person who's vulnerable, trustworthy, like a lot of that stuff is shaped. Now, a lot of people grow beyond it, but we know that uh, it's something like, um, I I think the average emotional intelligence, the age of emotional intelligence of the average person in our country is age 13. So that would suggest that a lot of people never move beyond and they don't grow beyond that stage. So they get stuck in these levels of insecurity and wherever their identity is placed, that's often where it stays. They get locked in. But then there's this phase where sophomore, junior, or senior, they start to, to, to shift. Either they shift or they stay. And there's a lot of kids that at that age in the assembly did for the high school they were asking some of the most deep questions as well. Right. And I don't want to like get too far ahead of ourselves, but yeah, we saw like when we started with those elementary kids, deep questions. And then we did one with like ninth and 10th graders and it was the deep questions weren't quite there. And I told you, I said, there's this weird thing that happens when you go from eighth grade to ninth grade where like eighth graders seem like they're super mature because they're the oldest kid in the school. And then, 
one year later they go to high school and they're ninth graders and they're the youngest kid in the school and all of a sudden they seem like they're just as immature as the the sixth graders that were uh, in the middle school. But then we had that that assembly with those 10th and 12th or those 11th and 12th graders who are about on their way out of high school. Things are about to get real for them and they realize it. And now they're asking those how do you, those questions that are going to make them successful coming up in college and in their careers and things of that nature. And you could kind of sense that change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great questions. It's always, it's always fun. Like the administration always comes up in shock at the end, just saying, I can't believe that question was asked like, by that kid. Like it's very revealing to them. All right. We got to take one more break. We'll come back and wrap this up. Five Star Life offers year-round programs for kids at our 350-acre training facility that we call Summit. These programs focus on three core components. First, each program includes lessons from our curriculum that targets kids' mindset. Secondly, each program teaches a skill like equine, archery, blacksmithing, basketball, fishing, boating, and many more. Thirdly, our programs connect kids to mentors we call coaches who are trained to help kids live a five-star life. Go to 5starlife.org to learn more or sign up your kids. Welcome back to the 5 Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in studio with Coach Mia and Coach and Producer Brandon. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. We were just recapping um, the the last couple weeks we've been traveling from school to school. Uh, Had the chance to go to India as well and visit um, one of our partner schools there, a middle school, Beach Grove Middle School. And it, it was, it was awesome. So th- just for our listening audience, this is so funny, right? Because I know who I am. All of our staff knows who I am. Um, but there's something crazy that t- takes place because I'm on a screen and these kids see me on a screen half, like most of the kids don't really think I'm real. <laughs> there's something, it's this weird phenomenon where they are shocked to see me. They're like, they think I'm a robot or they think I just exist in a screen or it's very strange to me, but I'm really used to it now. So I walk in the door and I'm greeted by, I walk in the door and there's a teacher who is standing there and she's got her back to me. And I, and I just walk and say, hello, you know, to the, the, the secretary and the teacher turns around and she gets bright red. It was so funny. She got super nervous and she was like, she was like shell shocked to see coach Seth. Oh my God. It was the most honoring thing ever. Like, you know what I mean? Aww. Like, like it was like super honored. Like she was honored that I, I was there and I'm like, so I, I could tell she was nervous. I just, yeah. you know, shook her hand and greeted her and asked her, her name. And then she couldn't remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> and she just like fumbled. She's like, I, I, oh my gosh, I can't remember. I miss Noe. You're like, no, I'm not miss Noe. I miss Noah. <laughs> it was so funny. Aww. But the only reason I, I share that is because, when um, when you're doing something and where there's content that's going out that's adding value, like if it's not adding value, people don't, they don't care, right? And if it's not helping their kids, they really don't care. They're just like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do this, mm-hmm. right? And then when they see the guy that's a part of it, they're like, oh, this guy's here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's like these subtle things that are just little reinforcements about, okay, th- this is by reactions, you can tell what it is. I mean, if I had anything else to add about my tour with Coach Seth, it's that everyone thinks Coach Seth is famous. <laughs> yeah. uh, the first school we went to, the elementary kids thought we came from California. Aww. That was one of the 
details that were shared with us that we came in from California, but <laughs> actually we came in from Indiana. <laughs> Kids are like, you're from California, right? I'm like, no, uh, I'm from Indiana. <laughs> They're like, Indiana? They didn't even know what that oh, was. It was hilarious. They're like, what's Indiana? I'm like, it's a state. <laughs> there was a kindergartner that said, what is India? <laughs> yeah, he scratched us like, India? You're from India? I'm like, no, Indiana. That's actually here in this country. But they had I no mean, clue. I mean, everywhere you go, it's it's autographs, selfies with Coach Seth. Um, I mean, I did it with a group of girls right down the road who thought you were famous, mm-hmm. high school girls who thought you were famous. And I was like, no, I work in the same office as him in Elkhart. It, it, to me, he's not famous. Yeah, when kids ask me, like, are you famous? I'm like, it just depends who you ask. <laughs> like, ask my sons? No, I'm their dad. <laughs> but to you, yeah, yeah, I'm famous. <laughs> I mean, I had a basketball practice at five, the first, one of the early practices I had last summer at, with Five Star. Um, you walked in the gym. I think the boys might have been practicing on the other court. And one of the players who um, went through Five Star in middle school was like, tapped me on the shoulder, was like, that's Coach Seth. And I was like, yeah. She's like, it's a big deal. Yeah. (laughs) It's a a big deal. And I was like, I guess. But that was when I like first realized because I had met you like casually in a basketball gym, just like not on a screen wasn't how I met you. So like it's never clicked for me that like people think you're famous. Yeah. And it's not about fame. It's none of that stuff even matters. Right. The only reason I even bring this up is because influence matters. Mm Mm-hmm. When you have all of these, you have all these influencers, right, on social media, influencing our kids, influencing the next generation with all kinds of ideas, with all kinds of content that flip a coin on whether it's good or bad. And there's a lot more bad out there than good, right? And so I share this because I want to give people hope. Like, I really want people to have hope that if if kids are getting excited to meet a middle-aged man who is talking about values and excellence and mindset and, and, and living a five-star life, if, if they're in all of that, we have hope folks like that, that should, that's what gets me excited. I'm like, these kids are resonating. They want to live a great life. They, they want to live by these values. They want to make sacrifices so they can win in life. They want to be servant leaders. They, they want to do the right things. That, that's a huge takeaway. Every time I go, I'm like, we have so much hope because these kids are, are, are absorbing so much. I mentioned this in the previous segment. Educators are always shocked with the kids. Like, I cannot believe how that kid jumped up and down like a little girl and started screaming, holding his, holding his head when coach Seth walked in the room, that kid is the most disengaged, you know, too cool for school kid. There's a lot more going on in that, in that kid's head. He's absorbing a lot more than maybe we, we knew. Good. Yeah. I mean, moments like that, when you realize that kid that maybe we wrote off because they don't pay attention in class, they're not doing all the things that all the other students are doing, but then they, they have that moment where, you know what? They're asking these questions to to Seth, and they're they have this reaction that maybe they are taking some of it away, and there is some growth there. We did one more thing that I want to wrap this show up with. We did a teacher panel. We've mm-hmm. never done that before. 
And what I mean by that is you have a group of teachers. We've done this with kids where you have a group of kids. You go in and just ask them a bunch of questions, try to get their feedback. So we get um, what's working, what's helpful, what's not helpful. How can we make what we do better or more impactful? We get that from kids. We did this with a group of teachers. It's hard to do with teachers because they're teaching. It's hard to pull them out of class. But it was their teacher prep hour, and it was math teachers. Now, all the people in education understand that when I, when you talk to math teachers about character and leadership and mindset, uh, that's not the first group you think of that's going to be excited because math teachers typically are fighting for, we need more instructional time, not less. So why would you, like, we don't want to teach these things. We don't have enough time to teach this core skill, doing math. So, so we had this panel with math teachers and I was kind of like, kind of buckling up, like, this is going to be great. I'm going to get some really raw, good feedback. And I I was really, um, it was very humbling because the first person that spoke up, this woman who's a veteran teacher, she's been teaching for uh, at least 20 years. She said, well, I'm not trying to just make you feel good and give you fluff, but I tell my kids what five-star life is teaching you is way more important than what I'm teaching you. What I'm teaching you is super important, but not before you learn this, this stuff, you get this stuff, then this stuff has real-world value. And I thought, well, that, that is a powerful statement. Mm-hmm. Well, and she was a teacher who taught high, very high-level students that it would have been easy to write off like, these kids don't need this. They're high achieving, high ability. They don't need any of this. They're going to figure it. They're going to find their way just because that's what those type of kids do. But for her to sell it, like this is just as important for you as it is for anyone is huge for us. It's good. No question. So there was some other things that teachers would, would, uh, there was one gentleman, he's a newer teacher. And again, he's a math teacher. He said, I absolutely love the content, love the curriculum because it's given me an opportunity. Like the five-star curriculum has given me the opportunity to do what I really got into teaching for. Yes, I love numbers. Yes, I love math, but I love kids. And the way the math curriculum is set up, there's not like a whole lot of opportunities to bring your life into it and to share your story and to share the different things you've learned with kids in a natural state. He said, I love the curriculum because it's like five-star life just lobs it up. It's like, Coach Seth, you just lob it up for us, and then it's all in our court, and then we get to share our lives. And so it's created this connection with my students because I'm no longer just this robotic math teacher. I'm a person, Mm. which creates connection, which allows them to teach at a different level because of the relationship. Absolutely. I mean, I think about it from multiple perspectives. I mean, when I was a teacher – Rarely were we ever having these type of conversations where I could, I mean, at the beginning of the year, I had like get to know you conversations with my students. So they kind of got to know me, but not like on a deep level throughout the school year to where we like really, they got to see like another side of me. But even like when I teach the curriculum now, like I've taught it with um, my basketball teams, I'm pretty vulnerable when I, like I bring in personal stories and I bring in even hard to tell stories that try to connect with, with them. And those things wouldn't happen if I didn't have a platform like this to do it. Those conversations just don't naturally happen on their own. Love it. 
Hey, we're out of time, but I want to remind you, if you are listening, make sure you mark uh, April 27th and 28th. It's our five-star life radiothon. It's two days where we are on 95.3 MNC sharing all of the stories, all the testimonials of the impact we're having, an opportunity for people to get involved, to volunteer, to donate. You can go to fivestarlife.org to learn more. Thanks for tuning in. At Five Star Life, we are changing the face of culture through education and sports by changing the most important piece of a human being's life, their mindset. If you are interested in being a part of our journey, please visit fivestarlife.org for more information on volunteer and donation opportunities.